All right. Welcome to this week's roundtable. Jeff and I were just talking about what the topic was for today. And I said, well, I'll tell you once I hit record. Yeah. So (laughs) here we are recording. Welcome to, yes. Welcome to this week's roundtable. And uh, we're just having, you know, some conversations and uh, hitting record. And, uh, you know, I'm thinking about um, a couple of things. One is I've, it's been a while since I preached a sermon that I've had to reflect more on, or that's mm. impacted me more than the oh, one man. I preached on Sunday. And it's not, it's not that it was, oh, this powerful sermon in the, it's, it's the, it's the impact of first Corinthians oh, man. on my life and reflecting on how, and, and basically the, the big idea is out, you know, Paul demands unity and mm-hmm. says a disunity and division is not an option. Right. Um, in chat in verses 10 and 11, he's like, you, you need to agree. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then he goes right into the cross. I resolve to know nothing with so you good. except Christ and him crucified. The, the point being outside of the cross, it's impossible to have unity. Mm-hmm. And so the visual was the cross at the top of a triangle and two people. And as you come closer to the cross, the top of the triangle, you come closer to each other. Mm-hmm. And when you meet on kind of the blood soaked floor of the temple, man, you you're unified in the cross. And it's all the other things that we put at the top that actually disunify us and cause division. So I've been thinking a lot about that. And, um, and so I just, I wanted to share one of the things that I, I, you know, one of the ones was how they, first of all, they put church leaders at the top. I follow Paul. I follow Apollos. I put, and, and I was just reflecting there on the pride that we are doing it right. Right. That we put our, it's the same arrogance, like, we really Veritas, we really have this whole COVID thing figured out, yeah. or we really have, or we followed this, this person and whatever. And, and so, I mean, that, that was the first point in, uh, in the sermon, but I'm kind of been thinking about that. Yeah. Like how does my pride, right. Um, cause divisions and, and the, a good example uh, that I saw of humility this week was the podcast you showed me to listen to, or you were talking about the the interview with George W. Bush mm-hmm. on, I think mm-hmm. it was the dispatch podcast. Right. And I loved his tone. I know. And you know, whatever you think about George W. Bush or whatever, right. it, listening to it, it just made me think, here's a guy who doesn't take himself too seriously. Oh man. He's the president. He was a former president, but you wouldn't know that from just no, listening to him. Absolutely not. And there was something about the tone of that, that that kind of was instructive to me. I agree. I agree. There is not just a former president, but the son of a former president. And, you know, you talk about a kind of legacy guy that you would think just, you know, nationally, culturally, societally would, would you think be at the top of the heap as you, as high as you could get. And just speaking of his fellow farmhands and, whoever else around as if they're just friends and they're just on the right. And, you know, and yeah, talking about taking up painting and, you know, Laura just looked at me like, what, what are you doing? You know, just, just this, uh, um, I don't know, kind of a hometown common dude. Yeah. Who also then ask him about economics, ask him about global events. And he's certainly very savvy, but he just doesn't, choose to go there. You know what I mean? Well, that's what was amazing. I love how he he talked about, they asked him why he hasn't been more 
politically active and outspoken. And he said, you know, I, I didn't like it when former presidents critiqued me. Right. And so I just have chosen to stay out of it and, and try to respect the institution right. of the presidency, right? not just the president, but the position yes. institutionally. And I thought very honorable. Yeah, that that's, that's cool. And so about the tone on yeah. his kind of self-deprecating, mm-hmm. not a know-it-all, right. not the smartest guy in the room, right? just try, and even they asked him about, you know, cultural appropriation. He's like, well, I don't really follow that. I don't, that. That I don't know what that is. And <laughs> maybe I should know more about that. It'd probably make me more uh, humble. But here he is just he's like, man, I'm just I'm just telling these stories of these, you know, immigrants. Yeah. And uh-huh. and uh, I don't know, there was something about it uh, that was that was yeah, redemptive and, and instructive even for me to think about the humility that comes from the cross as yes. Christians. Yes that it frees us. We don't have to be know-it-alls. We don't have to be doing everything, thinking that everything we're doing is the right way to do it. Mm. There's just a humility to say, yeah, Mm. we don't, we don't know everything. We don't possess all knowledge. Yeah. So I I've been reflecting again. I mean, you probably heard me rant on it, but just that, that idea of being a servant of God, you know I mean? That's just, Jesus himself refers to himself as a servant, calls all of his followers, become servants, you know, Moses servant of God, that whole thing. That's just so replete through the scripture. And I was just reflecting on that again. Uh, Cause I just read through first Timothy and, and just, man, if, if we really embrace that, I mean, how many times through the gospels, mm-hmm. again, old Testament through the new, how many appeals do we have to bump up against in our Bibles? <laughs> to be just servants of all. And and if truly leaders are supposed to be saying, Hey, follow me as I follow the example of Christ. Well then preeminently they should see servanthood. They shouldn't see domination. They shouldn't see know-it-allism, whatever. They should see agape love, others centered servant leadership. And so, Mm. yeah, myself, I've just been reflecting on that all over again, just, Mm. just this morning. And uh, yeah. When you see the indictments, the strongest indictments from the Bible, I also just got done reading through Ezekiel, which is no walk in the park. <laughs> what did you get out of Ezekiel? <laughs> I know, right? Uh, but well, one overall theme is the indictment toward the leaders of Israel. You know mm. what I mean? Like the harshest, by far, harshest criticisms from God through the prophet come to the leaders. And so mm. I, I was just taken back by that, you know, um, and always the promise of restoration comes through humility. Mm. (laughs) When my people, you know, humble themselves, confess what they've been doing, I will be eager to forgive, you know, Mm. just that humble posture. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a slog going through Ezekiel, but that overall theme though, of, um, the brazenness, not just of God's people, but especially the leaders, and the indictment that that is, you know, do you, so your love for Zambia, mm-hmm. I always hear you talk about how that keeps you centered. Yeah. And even as you were just talking to Olivia about these, this gift that was given mm-hmm. to young women. And I'm thinking about, I don't know, just the, 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 uh, humility that, that oh, it's, dude. it, when your pride starts creeping in or arrogance, it's almost oh. like a trip to Zambia. Yes. Yeah. Brings yeah, you back the, down. Because the two major gifts 
that I'm trying to courier over there between our summer team and then those of us who will be going to join them are uh, books. I'm trying to find the lightest but most impactful books, Light, lightest as in weight, you know, mm-hmm. to carry over there. Books for all the pastors that will be in training. And frankly, these menstrual cloth things that when we take those and give them to the women, especially these young women, it is such a gift. I mean, this simple thing that they often just can't go to school, for instance, if if they're having their period. And I'm just saying, so these, these dear women from here make these, they're just incredible gift to these women. So in my mind, I'm like, can we get books for the pastors and these washable menstrual cloths? <laughs> but I'm, I'm so, I'm, I'm trying to figure out like, how can we get all these things, you know, because these very humble, simple, these things will be such remarkable gifts, both those pastors and these women that will get those things. will just see these as such a treasure and wow. Yeah. Yeah. Get me there. <laughs> uh, it was just funny hearing you to, talking about it. Cause I'm like, man, that's, that will, that will recenter uh, your heart and, and just being there. And I, I long to, to get back there too, but mm-hmm. yeah, the, this, this idea and, and, you know, thinking about first Corinthians, the, the things that we put um, mm-hmm. in place of the cross as the basis of our unity. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seemed like Paul, his his uh, request for unity um, in chapter one. I mean, just listening to this, where he says, "Now I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree in what you say, that there be no divisions among you, that you be united with the same understanding and the same conviction." That sounds so idealistic and <laughs> un- impossible. So you think some of some of it because you find even internally later on a few chapters deeper into first Corinthians, some of that striving for unity isn't so much convincing each other that we're right. It's letting go of things. Yes. And that's the, that's the thing that unlocked this for me is, Oh yeah. Like when I think about agree in what you say that there be no divisions, the agreement that we need is Jesus Christ and him crucified. Yes. It's, it's the, fewer but more precious things. Yes. And disputable so, things or whatever. Right. So what are the things that we're arguing about? And let's just say those things aren't important. Yeah. Like that's part of the humility that comes. Like the yes. division comes when we think that our thing is oh, the man. most important thing. Yes. And so so I, I that's the thing I, I get out of this is. You know, and in chapter eight, um, I I still remember in Gordon Fee's commentary, he does a great job of this whole, the setup for the disputable matters is, he says, now about food sacrifice to idols, we know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. If Mm -hmm. anyone thinks he knows anything, he doesn't know as he ought to know. (laughs) But if anyone loves God, he is known by him. I just think that's the ultimate setup for Okay, let's talk about all these things you're arguing about. If you're the smartest guy in the room, you're in the wrong room. Yeah. This know-it-all attitude, I'm right on this thing. Mm. It will destroy the unity of the well, church. It's interesting because then very much parallel to that, one of Paul's last instructions to Timothy in 1 Timothy 
but you, man, I've got, he's talking about love of money and, you know, the coercive side of leadership. And he says, but you, man, I've got, you know, very similar to Jesus. Yeah. That's the way it works out mm-hmm. there. But you, you know, mm-hmm. not someone you, anyway. Uh, yeah. Verse 11, but you, man, I've got flee from these things and pursue. But then I was just really caught by this list, righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. And then with that, look at the very next phrase, fight the good fight of faith. But what, what's fighting the good fight of faith? What, what's in our arsenal? Righteousness, godliness, faith, love, mm. endurance, and gentleness. Wow. <laughs> Equipped with that stuff, go fight the good fight. You know what I mean? Like mm. you're not going to fight the good fight of faith with, with a pugnacious spirit, a fighting spirit. You're not going to fight the good fight of faith with a, mm. uh, you know, a supposed handle on all things. The weapons and, of fighting, yeah, are humility, yeah, gentleness, love, Isn't that beautiful endurance. Wow, yeah, that is that's the word for the day. It's it, a beautiful thing. It is. I, I think uh, I want to. Um, replace my pride with the cross replace amen what are the areas of um the the things that i'm putting at the top of that pyramid that are causing a cause of disunity and Mm. um but i yeah god help us in that so um maybe just uh how about close with a prayer and just asking god to to work this into our hearts yeah god i I do so want um, a pursuit of righteousness. Like God, I know I'm not going to ever fully em- embody righteousness the way you, Jesus, embody just are full of righteousness. But I want to be in the pursuit of righteousness and godliness and mm. faith. Lord, I, I'm weak in faith. Help my unbelief. Um, love, Lord, help me to pursue love. Mm-hmm. And then endurance and gentleness, Lord, I, I want so much not to get tired of fighting the good fight. I want that endurance and the gentleness where I'm not irritable. I'm not constantly frustrated. I'm not agitated. I, I find a peace and a calm um, because you've settled my soul in the gospel, Lord Jesus. So uh, help us to be in that kind of pursuit, Lord. And then it just seems like the heart rate will come down. The, the fight will kind of lose its enticement and all of a sudden people will see Jesus in us, Lord. And that's, that's what we want. So please help us to get there and God and uh, lift this up to you in Christ's name. Amen. 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 All right. Well, I hope you guys have a great week and we will see you next time.